0: Welcome back to Fringe Spirit, Not Your Love and Light podcast. On today's episode, we're going to get into a topic that I find to be very important, and I'm noticing patterns and trends with a lot of people that is leading me to believe that this is a way more common issue than we may realize, and that is... Being grounded and in your body. So they're overlapping and similar things and concepts, but there, there is a difference. Granted, most people that are experiencing one might be experiencing both. So, okay. We, most of us understand being grounded, right? But just as a, as a quick overview, being grounded, and in my opinion, from my perspective is, that connection to the planetary body that you are incarnated on and the physical body that you are in essentially it is staying in the in the incarnation that you're in right it's being connected to this moment this aspect of us that is incarnated in this body at this time on this planet right versus you know, when we get very into the cosmic and the etheric and the fact that there are multiple versions of us existing simultaneously. And, you know, we find ourselves meditating and connecting, quote unquote, higher up. And when I say higher up, I am saying it in quotations, but you can't see me. So uh, <laughs> what I mean, I don't mean higher in like a hierarchy way. I mean, higher as in you know, if down and lower was anchoring into the earth, higher is kind of towards source energy or God, whatever you choose, you know, the spirit, the more spiritual connection, right? The, the, where your our crown chakra is connecting, right? While our crown chakra is connecting above to source or God to the higher energy that is an existence within the universe as a whole our root chakra is connecting down into the earth or the other, you know, if it's another planet that we're incarnated on, it's the same idea. So our grounding cord, it comes right out of our root chakra and it anchors right into the earth, right in an ideal world, right into the very center of Mother Gaia. And you want to have the balance between the two. And it is a very difficult balance to, to maintain But that's why we really want to work on being grounded because that tends to be the harder, the harder thing to do because being grounded means that you are present. It's, it's very, it's a lot of, it's basically a lot of mindfulness, right? It's being present in the moment. It's being present in your body. It's being present in this incarnation. It's how am I feeling? What am I thinking? What am I feeling physically and emotionally? All of these things. It's this connection to your body and to this planet and this lifetime, right? Versus when we kind of start exploring our spirituality and we find we just kind of want to live in meditation or in the ethers or we want to connect with our spirit guides or our soul family or our higher self, right? And then we're kind of having a an imbalance between being grounded and present in this lifetime and having the connections above, right? So, to be grounded means that we are anchored into this incarnation, physically energetically all of the things right it's the connection to the earth it's the connection to nature right that's why when people you know when you want to be grounded it's go out and walk barefoot on the earth right because you're i mean it's it's connecting to the earth connecting to the planetary body so to ground ourselves yeah, we, we want to go and connect with the earth and nature, uh, nature spirits and the trees and the grass and all of these things, right? And, and very potently the elements, right? So getting in the water, the reason why the water is so grounding is because it is the earth. It's part of her. It is a component of her. It's part of her makeup. So, and you can submerge yourself within it. So to really ground yourself, you know, go in the ocean, go in the lake, go walk barefoot and float around in the water and sit on a beach and, you know, just become one, right? We, we need to have a connection with nature. So if you're not a nature person, you're going to have to to learn to be a nature person. It is so good for you, right? Just, you know, and maybe you live in a city, so maybe there's not a ton of nature around you, but maybe there's a park. Go sit in the park. Go find a tree that is just calling to you and go hang out with the tree. Go climb the tree. Go sit under the tree. Go hug the tree. Go talk to the tree, right? It, it will help you stay grounded with and, and into your body, into this incarnation, all of that, right? So... That is being grounded. And then there's being in your body. So of course there's a component of our consciousness that's always here, right? Cause we're, we're still operating, right? We're still functioning. However, oftentimes there is a component of us that exits our body and is out floating around doing whatever, right? Astral travel, you know, who knows? It could be doing anything. And it happens more often than you think. I think people think things like astral travel is like this, like super woo thing and you, you have to be a, a shaman to, to do it or be this very tapped in and experienced guru or something like that. But we're all out of our body and astral traveling all the time, especially at night while we're sleeping, right? So being out of body is extremely, extremely common. And again, it's one of those things we need to have the balance. We cannot be out of body all the time, right? We have to maintain a balance and, and maintain a relationship with our body. Because if we don't, what happens when we are very ungrounded and we're very, very out of body often, that's when we start to have a lot of physical symptoms. Oftentimes, autoimmune disorders across the board, if you have an autoimmune disorder, even if you don't know what it is, even if you're not diagnosed and you just feel like, yeah, something's, something's going on here, uh, there's a good chance that you have a habit of being very chronically out of your body. Things like uh, dizzy spells or, you know, um, fainting, feeling like you're going to pass out, kind of losing the tunnel vision, those types of things. That's, for me, that was a telltale sign. I learned, I used to have these bouts of just passing out. (laughs) I'd get really dizzy, really lightheaded, and then I'd get the tunnel vision, and then I would pass out. And while, yes, you know, there's a very small percentage of it that's like, oh, yeah, you know, I just overheated, or I didn't eat enough, or low blood sugar, or something like that. But I realized in those moments, I was very out of body. And if I choose to come back in body, I would immediately feel better. So it's pretty wild. So having things like that, um, neurological and nerve-related issues, I find to be very common in people very out of body. And then chronic inflammation, which I guess very much overlaps with autoimmune disorders. Uh, but, you know, chronic inflammation in your body is a big, big, big sign that you have a, a habit of being out of body more often than is beneficial for your human vessel, <laughs> essentially. Okay, so why do we go out of body too much, right? Somewhat, you know, and dreams, dream time, you know, that's what we're doing a lot of the time. And... And that's okay. You know, as long as we're coming back in, you know, a lot of people are not having an issue, but those of us that are having an issue and having a lot of these symptoms and health issues, chronic health issues, right? I listed a few, but there's a lot out there, a lot of chronic health issues, fibromyalgia, right? Things like that. It tends to, it tends to stem from being very chronically out of body. And more often than not, the reason is trauma. Like there are totally exceptions to this, and I've seen them. Actually, I was chatting with a friend not that long ago, and this came up for, for her as well. She was very chronically out of body, but it wasn't due to trauma. It was due to her kind of purpose and mission work. and the the fact that she was it was easier for her, and this was very unconscious action, right? It was not stuff she was even consciously aware of, but it was easier for her to do to help people by popping out of body and going and helping them in these other ways. So, sometimes it's like mission work or soul purpose work or helping to heal other people or potentially even yourself. But uh, most of the time, it's because of trauma. So, what happens when we have trauma, particularly in childhood... Any sort of trauma, like it doesn't even matter. Go to the whole, sh- the shadow work episode and like literally any of those scenarios, any of those core wounds, any of that stuff, right? It, the trauma will leave you with a feeling of being unsafe. And when you feel unsafe, you create a coping mechanism. And a lot of times it can be escapism, right? If you're experiencing abuse in any way, mental, emotional, physical, sexual, it is very natural to want to escape that moment in that moment of feeling abused and going through abuse, you want to escape and you can. And so you do. You may not consciously realize that you are, but you're coming out of body as a way to escape it. Uh, just like maybe, maybe you have abandonment wounds and you feel very lonely, you know, as a child, and so you pop right out of body because you know, kids are magical. Kids can do so much stuff because they haven't been programmed societally to to think like I am powerless, right, and I can't do all these things. So, you know, kids might, you, if maybe you're just lonely, maybe your parents both worked and they worked really hard to provide you a good life. They didn't abandon you or neglect you, but you felt very lonely. And so you find yourself popping out of body and maybe connecting with other etheric beings, right? I've, I've seen situations like that. Uh, you know, so there's a lot of different scenarios in childhood that can create the coping mechanism of popping out of body to escape the situation that you're in. And it is such a layered and difficult thing to work through to really to keep yourself in body, right? So how to remedy it, right? So a lot of us are feeling it. So maybe you're you're feeling these symptoms and maybe you are thinking like, maybe I am out of body. So first off, one way to quickly know if you're out of body, and we can all do this. I don't care who you are. Don't, don't tell yourself that you can't. If you're thinking, I can't connect with my higher self. I can't ask these questions and get answers. You can believe it, please. <laughs> In the moments where you're feeling off and off can be different for everyone. So I, li- again, I listed a few, but the symptoms could be a lot of different things. If you're just feeling off or, You're just like, what even just happened? Like, was I even here for the past hour of my life? Like, I don't even know what's going on, right? Am I, you know, you feel a little out of it. If you just, in your mind, so a lot of times, if you ask questions in your mind, most likely, and again, it depends on the answer, but chances are you're gonna gonna receive an answer from your higher self. So how I kind of see it, the first, so if you ask a question in your mind, Am I out of body? The first thing that pops into your mind, likely before you even finish asking the question in your mind, is going to be your higher self. It's going to be your intuition, your gut, the, the, the reality, right? The higher perspective reality. What comes after is more likely to be your ego or even potentially something low vibrational attached to you, like an entity or something like that. And so, if you ask in your mind, am I out of body? And like halfway through the sentence, you get yes. You just, you hear it or you feel it or you see it or you know it. And then a couple seconds later, no, 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 I'm no. It's the first thing, right? The first thing is the gut. The first thing is the higher self, typically. So, it can literally be as simple as am I out of body? And then you have the the, the gut feeling or the knowing. You know that the answer is Yes whatever whatever way this it's really good to to create a a yes no system for yourself which uh maybe that will be another podcast episode so ask yourself am i out of body yes okay it is very easy to come back into body So, if you listen to the episode on energetic connections and cords, then you know that there is an energetic cord that connects your physical body to your etheric body. So, while your etheric body is out floating around doing whatever, who knows what, right? Whatever, wherever, there's always this energetic cord connecting the two. And typically looks silver. So, if you're visual... You can close your eyes and visualize a silver cord coming out of your body, typically either heart space or solar plexus or somewhere in between. And if you are visual and you can visualize the silver cord, it's visualize grabbing hold of it, putting your hands on it, right? Grabbing it like a rope and tugging on it tugging on it like you would tug on a rope. And you will f- come right back into body. And it might be abrupt. You might feel like you crashed right into body. And all of a sudden, the temperature feels different. It feels maybe colder. You feel more dense, like gravity has increased. You know, you can feel the floor again. Like you just your senses, your human senses seem a little extra, right? So, notice those things when you do that. And then potentially, if you're in a, you know, depends on if you have a chronic issue or you just have these kind of, kind of like I would have these fainting, fainting spells and dizzy spells, see how you feel. Do you feel different? So, that is kind of an immediate way to A, see if you're out of body and then B, Come back into your body, right? And then if you come back in and you notice the difference, then it extra validates the fact that you were indeed out of body and it was indeed causing some of these symptoms. And if you're not visual, you can do the same thing. You can literally make the intention. You don't, if you, you don't have to visualize it, make the intention. I choose to grab onto my etheric cord that connects my etheric body to my physical body, and I choose to tug onto it until I find myself fully back into my body, right? Or even just ignore the whole cord thing and just say, you know, I choose to bring my etheric body back into my physical body, right? Again, intention is massive. You know, you have to believe it, though, because... You're, you're, what's gonna happen is responding to what you're actually feeling and thinking. And if you're saying one thing, but feeling another, right? If you're saying it, but you're not believing it, it's not gonna work right, right? Cause it's, you're, you're putting out conflicting energies to the universe, right? So talk yourself through it, walk yourself through it, visualize it, whatever, right? So, Then, then we need to go deeper, right? In addition to grounding, which again, I told you all the things about grounding, and I mean, you can research that forever, right? It's about being mindful. Good way to, good things to ground. Think about the elements. If you can engulf yourself in any of the elements, water, you know, the wind, air, right? Uh, fire or earth. If you can touch and be, and feel like, Putting your full attention on any of the elements, that will help you ground because that's part of the earth, right? So, come back into body, ground yourself real good, and in addition to that, you know, visualize the roots growing right out of your feet. Visualize them growing right into the earth, growing deeper and deeper and deeper until they get right to the very center, Right, So, visualizations, things, just actions that you can do. Um, also, your grounding cord that comes right out of your root chakra. So, your root chakra is red, right at the base of your spine. And then your grounding cord would come right out of there and then anchor right into the very center of the earth. So, you can do that in lieu of or in addition to the roots. Some people like one versus the other. Some people like to do both. I like to do both. I like to, you know, hit all bases. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But then, then we need to, I mean, there's a deeper reason for all of this, right? So, there's a, there's a process versus just the the right now moment, right? This is the same as when I say how, you know, getting some Reiki done or some energy work done is kind of like a band-aid if you're not addressing the why, like the reason, the root cause. It's the same thing because you're just going to keep popping out of body. So, you're sure, you can be reactive to what's happening, but... We also want to be proactive and we want to, we want to resolve the issue so we don't have to keep being reactive. So there's multiple, multiple reasons, right? Multiple, m- multiple ways to go about it and it d- depends on why you're so out of body, right? So this goes for the people that find that they're chronically out of body or they're having the symptoms like chronic inflammation, chronic pain, chronic health issues, dizzy issues. Um, autoimmune, neurological, nerve issues, things like that. Or just, you know, your gut is telling you, right? So, if you are that person or you find that you're always trying to ground yourself and you just never feel grounded. Because they're like I said, they're different, but they're similar. And there tends to be a lot of overlap between being grounded or being ungrounded and being out of body. So, First, we need to be aware of it, right? Like, recognize that this is happening and and something's, something's up, right? So, obviously, it's going to bring you back to doing some, likely, some inner child healing. Trying to find the root cause. Because, again, everything kind of comes back to root cause. And the root cause could certainly be something in a past life. Or likely, it's probably something in childhood, So you want to do the inner child healing work, which means go back to the episode on shadow work or check out, you know, one of my, my inner child healing meditations or something like that. You have to, you have to heal the inner child. The inner child has to feel safe because that's what it comes back to safety typically most of the time. Which is why, again, this aligns with your root chakra and being grounded. Your root chakra is all about your basic needs being met. It's about survival. And part of that is safety. So if as a child you didn't feel safe in any way, right? If your basic needs were not met, your root chakra is going to be affected. And a lot of this energy will be held in your root chakra, which could be why you have a hard time being grounded And then also have created that coping mechanism of coming out of body to escape. So you have to kind of hit the root cause. You have to go back to, to the inner child and work with the inner child and constantly again. Then we, then we do the reprogramming. So we're reminding ourselves, I am safe all the time. I am safe. So you have to do the whole healing process. You heal the inner child. And then you have to do the reprogramming. And a lot of that can come through affirmations, you know, affirming I am safe, recognizing when you're triggered into feeling unsafe, right? When you're in a situation where you begin to feel unsafe, that is the moment in which you might pop out of body. So being very aware of what triggers that feeling. And then when you're being triggered, saying, no, I am safe. I choose to stay in my body to be in my body because i am safe to be in my body right it's all about you know hitting the root cause and then doing the reprogramming which takes the doing that type of work during the times where you're triggered and then continuing to affirm it, put on a sticky note, I am safe. I am safe to be in my body. I love my body. Whatever the issue is, whatever resonates with you, put it on your mirror that you look at every day and say it to yourself every day. Every time you see it, remind yourself, right? So, you have to kind of do that, that back-end healing work. Then, again, this is it's a very layered uh, thing to heal. We want to also create a loving relationship with our body. Sometimes, you know, especially if there was either physical abuse or sexual abuse, we tend to have a distorted view and connection with our body. You know, think someone with like eating disorders or body dysmorphia where they highly dislike their body. And it probably stems from some sort of trauma Maybe it's sexual trauma. It could be also some, you know, a million other things. So you heal that root trauma, but then you then have to recreate our loving relationship with your body. You need to learn to love your body. And some ways to do that are you can kind of think of your body as like a third party, like a separate entity. Um, even think of your body like a child. What would you say to this? this child, this, if your body was this other being, you wouldn't look at it and say, you're ugly, or I hate you, or I don't want to be you, or, you know, I don't want to touch, you know, you wouldn't say the things that maybe you're thinking in your mind if you're having, you know, and then a lot of that, you know, a lot of this example is more kind of physical stuff, but it's other stuff too. So, maybe you have a lot of the physical symptoms you know, I have a lot of chronic health issues and I find myself oftentimes, I hate my body, I hate my body and not necessarily because I hate to look at it in the mirror, but because I don't want to be in it because I feel like it's not working for me. I feel like it's failing, right? So, whether it's, you know, a physical appearance component or how it feels to be in your body for any reason, whether, whether it's health issues or it just feels uncomfortable or you don't like to be touched because of some sort of trauma, anything to do with your body, whatever issues you have with your body. We need to, we need to recreate a loving relationship. And like I said, we need to talk to it. We need to talk to our body. We need to tell it that we love it. We need to give it love. Literally think about your body as a child and give it the love and support that you would give to a child that needed to feel loved and needed to feel supported, right? In addition to that, we want to also, we want to create the relationship with our body where we can ask our body what, what it needs. And I've gotten in a huge habit of this and I love it, Right. Hey body, what do you need today, right? Oh, I need turmeric, right? This this is an actual scenario that happened to me. I have chronic headaches and I was like, hey, I was, you know, working on this, you know, creating this loving relationship with my body. I said, "Hey body, what do you need?" Turmeric, immediately, first thing that popped into my mind. Okay, so I went and got some turmeric supplements and My headaches decreased dramatically, right? Your body can tell you what it needs. It can tell you the supplements you need. It can tell you the supplements that you don't need. It can tell you the foods that you should be eating. And it can tell you the foods that you should not be eating. Or maybe this is the food that you need right now. Maybe maybe you find that you just keep craving fish or salmon. And your body is like, I want salmon. I want salmon, right? Maybe it's because you really are in need of those fatty acids, and that's you know you have some sort of something going on in your body where you need those nutrients, right? So we have we really want to listen to our body, and not to be mistaken with or confused with you know cravings, right? If you're like your body's saying I need sugar, your body never needs sugar. <laughs> if your body's saying I want chicken wings. Maybe your body's asking for protein, but there, there might be something deeper, right? If you have, um, food addictions or have had eating disorders or your coping mechanisms have been food in the past, then you definitely have to separate, you know, is your body telling you what it needs or is your shadow or your ego seeking something out, right? And it can be, it's, Usually, pretty simple because coping mechanism type of foods are typically the foods that you know logically are not good, right? You're, you're. It is never going to be for your highest good to go and eat McDonald's every day or fast food or ice cream or things like that. If you're craving something once and you're like, oh, I just, you know, maybe, maybe you you did need that. Maybe you are craving the chicken wings because you haven't eat it, been eating enough protein, right? but if you're craving chicken wings every single day, that's probably more of a shadow thing. So we we want to create the relationship with our body and we want to ask it what it needs, right? Like it's it's there. It is it can it can communicate with you if you choose to listen. It will tell you what it needs. When you need sleep, stop saying no, I I don't have time for that or that's not important enough or whatever. Your body needs sleep. If you're not giving your body the sleep, the food, the physical activity that it needs, the water, right? It's going to be craving those things. And the more that you neglect those needs... You're the more you're going to have these issues. You're going to have the physical issues. You're going to want to be escaping your body because your body is not a fun place to be in because you're neglecting it. So we need to treat our body well. We need to go out and be physical and move. We, you know, if your body's like, I need yoga. We need to go do yoga. If you keep saying to yourself, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna start up a yoga practice," you know, uh, you know, routine, and 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 you just keep not doing it, right? You need, that is what your body is telling you it needs. So that's what you, you want to be doing, right? Okay. So then create the loving relationship with our body. And then throughout this, we also, we want to release the resistance to being in our body. So again, we're doing, we're healing the root cause. We're creating this loving relationship. And then we keep finding we're still, we still keep popping out of body, right? Like why? And then, ah, you know, (laughs) it's like this whole frustrating process. There is, there might be this resistance. And sometimes when it comes to resistance, of course, it will stem back to the, to the healing thing. So the resistance, the origin of the resistance is going to be an overlap with the inner child work. But then if there's still some remaining resistance, again, it can be as simple as affirming it. I choose to release the resistance to being in my body. And then again, back to the whole process of healing, when you're feeling that resistance, right? When you're feeling uncomfortable in your body. your body feel you're not feeling well, you're feeling sick or you have headaches or you're tired or you're whatever the case may be. or you know, again, even like um, sexual situations, right? if you had any sort of sexual abuse and then you find you know any sort of intimacy physical intimacy, makes you feel uncomfortable, again, that is the moment where you're likely to pop out of body. And that is the moment where you're going to feel resistance to being in your body. So, if you find yourself in these moments, in that that triggered moment, and you do the process of coming back into your body, and maybe you feel like it's just not working, and you feel like you're going through the steps, but you don't feel a difference, make part of the routine affirming. I choose to release the resistance to being in my body and then do the process of coming back into your body. It sounds silly. It sounds too easy, right? It sounds too good to be true that you can just say it out loud or in your mind and it can happen. But I promise you, I promise you, I promise you, it does. It works. So release the resistance and then come back into your body. And the again, the origin of the resistance is going to be in the healing But again, there's the whole reprogramming process, so you might still be facing some residual resistance while you are reprogramming your mind and your body, right? And then lastly, so again, you go through all these steps and you're still feeling like you keep popping out of body too much or you just can't stay grounded. Sometimes we have this almost like a disconnect between the physical body and the etheric body. It's almost like the etheric body is so used to not being in the physical body, it's disconnected from it. So when you bring the etheric body back into the physical, there's nothing really anchoring it it in. You have the cord that connects the two, but there's something that's not keeping you anchored in. And again, everyone's situation is different. I have had this issue personally, and I keep finding it as a common um, pattern with people, this disconnect. So, you heal the trauma, right? You heal the inner child. You do the reprogramming where you're facing those triggers. You're reminding yourself that you're safe. You're coming back and you're releasing the resistance and coming back into your body when you're feeling triggered or you're feeling, you know, some of the physical symptoms pop up. When you far, finally find that you are in your body, right? When you feel, okay, I came back, I released the resistance, I came back into my body, I already healed the inner child. Now the process, now it's how do I keep myself in my body? And this is where you can get creative because I personally don't think it's one size fits all. But you want to reconnect our physical body to our etheric body. And so one visual that I think that came to me through my process was almost like plugging it in, like outlets. <laughs> Cause it's, that's kind of what it feels like. It's like, um, it's like if you have an external drive for your computer, if your body is the computer and you have an external drive, so it's not in the computer, it's connected externally and it's very easy to disconnect it, right? Cause it's just plugged in and you can unplug it and you can move it around and then plug it back in whenever. It's almost like that plugging it back in doesn't seem to happen always with the etheric body to the physical. So take if you're finding that you're still struggling, take it one step further and when you release the resistance and you bring yourself back into body and you find yourself really grounded and good to go, right? Then you know, and you can you you can ask your higher self or your spirit guides to help you. That's kind of how I learn. But or get creative connect your etheric body back to your physical. Connect it like as if it was plugs or outlets, you know, um, or like wiring. Like um, if you were an electrician, right? If you connected the wires and then you watch the power go through. So, you want to almost watch it light up. Like if your etheric body needed to be plugged back into the physical and then they both light up because now they're connected. And what ends up happening is... Sometimes we do a lot of healing work and our etheric body is very healthy, but our physical body has yet to catch up. And it's like, why are my chakras good, but physically I still feel like shit? (laughs) And I have found that the reason sometimes is this disconnect. So it's almost like your etheric body needs to come in to like reboot your physical body. Like your, your etheric body has been getting like upgrades and, and downloads and all these things. Again, back to the computer metaphor. Uh, but your physical body has been stagnant and has not received those. So if you bring the etheric body in, integrate the two, connect the two, and then allow all of it to, to become one, to flow, to not necessarily just have this one or the other, bring them together, let them become one. And it's likely not going to be a one off scenario. If if this whole episode resonates with you and you're feeling like this is me, whatever routine that you have for energetic hygiene, right? For me personally, I do it all in the shower. Whatever your routine is, make this part of your routine. Coming back into body and then reintegrating and plugging everything back in, right? Right? And then again, being aware of when you feel tempted to come out of body and remind yourself, I'm safe. No, we can stay in this body. We're going to stay. We're going to stay, right? Talking your talking your your, every, your etheric body and your physical body through everything as if they were separate entities. And over time, you will notice a difference. This has been one of my biggest challenges and again, I'm I'm can't say that I'm fully there, but I am far, far, I've made far more progress the past few years than I ever have since kind of understanding all of the why, right? So, I hope this helps. I hope that If you are feeling this disconnect, if you're not feeling safe, that you can, you can find that and you can feel that and you can connect with your higher self to, to help you feel safe, right? Again, remember that we have pals. (laughs) We have spirit guides. We have our higher self. You know, if you feel connected to the elements, you might have some elemental friends or if you feel connected to the angelic realm, you might have angelic friends. If you feel connected to dragons, you might have an, an etheric dragon and dragons are very protective. So, a lot of again, it comes back to safety. And why do I not feel safe and how to feel safe? And again, asking for help. Ask uh, you know, a spirit guide, a spirit animal, maybe maybe you, maybe you have a spirit animal that's a bear right now. They're very protective. It's a very protective energy. So, Reminding yourself that you're not alone and that you have all of those etheric resources and and utilizing them. Say, hey, in this moment, hey, spirit guide, hey, angel friend, in this moment is when I tend to feel triggered and tend to come out of body because I don't feel safe. In these moments, please help me to feel safe. Please help me to remind myself that I feel safe. You can do that. You can just make that blanket statement and, and it will work. I'm telling you, it works. You may not always feel it. But they're there and they're there helping you. And a lot of these spirit guides and spirit animals, you know, they're really just looking for a job to do. And if you can task them with a job that is going to help you, they're, you know, they're doing something for you and, and you're getting something out of it. And, and then they don't feel like they're just sitting there like screaming in your ear and you're not listening to them, right? <laughs> So I hope that this helps and I hope that you continue to feel safe and really create that beautiful relationship with your body. Just like you're working on your spirituality, the, the being grounded and present and having that relationship with your body is just as important. All right. Thank you for listening and I will talk to you next time.